It's too early, episode four. It's your girl Bree. It's your girl Nelly. It's your girl Naya. Moni. I wasn't gonna say it's your girl. <laughs> Stella Rosa, Ruby Rose, Grapefruit. 10 out of 10. And the liquor is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just jump right in. Crown Royal Apple. It's the traditional. You want to get her own little personal bottle, y'all. Right? She got the little cute one that you, you put know, in your purse. Just for the just in case. <laughs> Life is good. Um, my new job is cool. I have been, so I gave myself like a new, I think I'm gonna give myself a new thing to do or thing to acknowledge every week. And so this week is making sure that I speak to the black people that I walk by on oh, my way yes. to work. So I noticed that a lot of times I would just look, like look past them and like mm -hmm. we do with white people, but I feel like with black people, it's important to acknowledge them and acknowledge that I see you out here working hard, that kind of thing. So I'm gonna work on that this week, but work is good. About Kanye, uh, so <laughs> there's been so much conversation behind it. As a believer, I feel like we're very quick to judge. Like we mm. want, we scream, you know, we want to get the word out, we want to bring people to Jesus, we want to do this, we want to do that. But then when we see in front of our eyes somebody who has literally gone through a life change and is working to be better and has accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, we like, oh, no, that's not it. Like, that's mm -mm, that's not what we want. That's not who we want in our community. But who are you to judge? Like, mm -hmm. that's so crazy to me. If he is truly safe and genuine about it, I am happy for him. Um, I hope he continues the journey. I hope he gets people behind him who are genuine as well and authentic in their faith and that's just what it is and if he's not then god gonna get him i mean that's all i can really say god will handle it i'm on this new journey of like self-discovery and i'm I'm learning how to love myself all over again and things like that. Like I'm back in church. Um, I actually start therapy this week, you know? I'm pro yes, therapy. therapy. Um, so we'll see how that goes. You know, I'm excited to figure out how to cope with things and figure things out and why, why certain things happen and why I react to certain things how I do. But with that said, like other than that, I'm in a good space. Like I've been progressing. And do you find someone contradicting the message their brand promotes? And like Lonnie said, like Megan does a good job of making sure that her who she is is very mm -hmm. consistent with like the brand she promotes. And the music that she puts out too. How do y'all feel about that? Because I personally feel like there's a lot of brands that aren't consistent with Mm -hmm. their message and like I look at somebody's personal page and I'm like oh my gosh like they're so mean they've been talking about this girl for three days mm -hmm. and then post I love women CEOs like you know like yeah. that that type of inconsistency is I feel like what makes people not give you their business or like not support you I think I see it more with like small brands I think people don't realize that once you start a company whether small big or whatever 
people are still gonna look at what you're doing on your personal life. Yep. So yes, you got this 10 followers on your business page, but then people come over to your personal page, which might have thousands of followers, and you acting completely different. So you still have to think about that once you start a company or start anything, how are you looking versus your, I mean, how are you looking in your personal life versus your business life? some people especially nowadays since everybody especially our age are coming up with businesses and starting businesses i think everybody's just trying to jump on the bandwagon to just create a business just to create a business right everybody has their hands in too many pots mm -hmm. like instead of like molding one brand or one business venture like everyone wants to do 50 million things which is okay but the reality is you cannot dedicate your time evenly and equally to all of these different things. And that's when you have these businesses that kind of just fall off. But just understanding that it's okay to step back from something that you can't give your all, I feel right. like is the biggest thing. Quality over quantity. Yeah, I also think just like three important things for me, like even when starting a podcast was making sure I knew who my target audience was. That's like the biggest thing in any company, any mm -hmm. brand, you wanna know who you're talking to. And second, making sure you understand your message. So I've seen so many brands where it's like, they don't know what they wanna say or what they wanna talk about or what they wanna focus on. And it's confusing to look at it. Cause it's like, okay, what are you, like what are like, you what's trying the, to tell yeah. me? What are you selling to me? What is it that you're communicating with me? And then three, just make sure you're getting feedback from other people. Like people get so clouded in their own vision that they forget to ask for help or forget to ask for other opinions. And that's what my life revolves around. Like I'm always bouncing ideas off of other people. And I take pride in it because, you know, you know three opinions is better. Don't expect every single person to support you too. Mm -hmm. Don't be down and throw and be like, oh, you're not supporting me. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. Because at the end of the day, you're your biggest support system. So you got to support yourself. And yeah. especially if you have a good group of people around you, they always going to support you if they mm -hmm. do it to you. So. And I also think that when you ask, I don't want to say when you ask, it comes off thirsty. But like when you ask, people don't do it, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like when you ask people, can you repost this? It's kind of awkward because it puts them in a space Especially where what if I don't want to share it? Like, yeah. or what if I like, um, everyone's not going to believe in your vision and your dream. So mm -hmm. sometimes you might be doing something that someone doesn't agree with. So um, I know one big thing that I see is a lot of women are putting on these women empowerment. But if you have been, if someone has seen you be ugly to somebody or see like, or knows that, you know, the way you actually act, they might not be here for you throwing a woman in power event. So they're not going to repost it. So just um, being solid with who you have around you, I think, is the biggest thing. And then who's going to support is going to support. If you put you grind in and you put in your heart into stuff, people are going to attract to it because when you're genuine, it just attracts people in general. Every message is not intended mm -hmm. for you. So having the having people that, that tell you yes all the time, but even if you have people that tell you like you can work on it, you'll tell people to work on something and they'll completely disregard it because they feel like yeah. they got it all. Right, they got everything it all that they're doing is just like top notch. And 
and they don't need no criticism. But everybody, it don't matter what level your business on, you always have room for improvement. I period. And that's artists too. Rap these rappers. Out okay, here? listen. Everybody listen, cannot be a rapper. You cannot keep everybody doing it. Cannot like it's just be a not a no. <laughs> they lose their job and start rapping. It's t- like, like that's it's becoming a trend. <laughs> it is. It's becoming a trend. season is that a thing is that something i think y'all it's not a thing for me because i'm in a relationship but i've also have never i feel like that's so i I just feel like that's so stupid right and then someone come around you like nah i don't want to do it who made this up And our question for this week was, how do you define the talking stage? <laughs> Ooh. I feel like we was pulling teeth with this. Because uh, <laughs> no, like, nobody knows. Like, what is the talking stage? Like, no one knows. There's so many blur lines with the talking stage. So we're going to pick a couple to read. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay. At you a key copy. A waste of time. <laughs> People usually end up dating exclusively just to end up in a prolonged situation. I like the idea of continuously going on dates until we decide to go further. What do y'all think? Uh, I I agree to that to some extent. Like I think for me, because I haven't been in a talking stage for so long, mm-hmm. it's like if I was to ever be back in that stage, I feel like that's how I would look at it. But that's not how I looked at it prior to my relationship if that makes sense i don't think talking is a waste of time i feel like we just replace dating with talking like i don't see talking stage as anything different than dating Dating. but i believe you can date multiple people like i believe you can like let multiple people take it to multiple people but see for me that's what i'm saying like for me when i was talking to someone i was talking to one person so So like that's yeah talking i feel like it's more that's where we're starting to discover like um you know this is it like this is actually something that i really want like you're working towards that i think dating Mm. and talking are two different things After a certain amount of time, it's an excuse. In the beginning, it's cool. You getting mm-hmm. to know somebody, y'all going on dates, like going to sleep on FaceTime, seeing the bondings, you know, all of that stuff. But when time, when it starts to tick and you're like, okay, like now what what's doing? next? And you still saying, oh, we talking. No, you're using that as a crutch. Like you still want this to be what it is, but I'm ready to, you know, keep <laughs> going. Mm-hmm. And you over here right. talking to whoever else. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have, people want their cake. The cupcakes, the ice cream, <laughs> all of that. They, they want, want to the eat. The, they want the whole thing. <laughs> they want the whole thing. And that's that's not, that's just not okay with me, depending on what your goal was. My goal. Um, your relationship is not always going to be the best. And it's not always going to be the worst. It's about finding that balance. And like Bree said, you have to continue to date your partner. And that's something that I'm learning now. Because again, like, this is still my first relationship. So I'm still trying to learn, like, you know, when we get into our little, like, ruts or whatever, like, I might um, cook for him or, like, 
the other day, like I just got him some candy and a card that was just like, I appreciate you. Just little small stuff like that because we're both in a place in our lives where we're working towards things. And I feel like sometimes we can also get like so tunnel vision mm -hmm. that it's like, babe, like, you know, I love you, but like, I'm going to sleep or like, instead of looking at you in your eyes every night, like, I love you, like, good night, whatever the case mm -hmm. is. I feel like sometimes those things can get lost. And if you don't keep like, uh, keep that in the back of your mind to be like, okay, um, I haven't done this in a while, blah, blah, blah. Cause it's so easy. It's funny that you said receiving, cause mm -hmm. I will notice as soon as I'm like, oh dang, he opened my door. Mm -hmm. Oh, he just went to sleep and said good night. What, what, good night to you too? <laughs> dang, I love you. Right, and I immediately catch an attitude and he'll be like, well, you could have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm like, but you're supposed to do mm -hmm. it. Like right. it, it's hard to kind of like switch that mentality, but I think it's important yeah. to do that. some people don't know how to find themselves while they're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. They think that they have to like break up in order to find themselves. And yes. then once they find themselves, they just magically come together. But it's like kind of how my situation was. But I mean, it's possible. I think that people just have to be taught and be willing and open to, okay, saying, look, okay, let's sit down. Let's figure out how we can both find ourselves, but still be together if we really love each other. But some yeah, people, people just don't really know how to learn how to communicate. I don't know what we can do to teach people, but it needs to be done because communication is really everything. Like that's yeah. not an over-exaggerated thing. Like it's everything. If you can't communicate, you want some issues in life. People really just find any excuse possible to get out of relationships oh, or to yeah. get away with things. I feel like that's the biggest thing. Instead of just being upfront about it, like mm -hmm. people, oh, well, I just need, like, that's why I, like, I just need space. Yeah, that that, that breakup line, myself. it's not you, it's me. Mm -hmm. Like, that's like, why that's such a cliche. Like, it's such BS. I also think I learn a lot from the relationships I see around me. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff I know, like a lot of my standards are formed from what I've seen in my friends' relationships. I'm always learning from someone else's situation. So I enjoy having friends in relationships because I get to see what it's like mm -hmm. and what I don't want to put up, what I do want to put up, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So I enjoy it. And when you're in a relationship, do you feel like your significant other needs to post you? Yes. <laughs> 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 I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like I'm gonna if, say it again. Yes. <laughs> but I have my reasons. Go but I feel yeah. like if like you two respect is everything for me in all parts of my life. Like even at work, like if you can't respect me. We might have a conversation. I don't care if you're a senior fellow or what, but you know. <laughs> no, for real. I um that reminds me. So I had a conversation with um one of my old dance teammates. She had like posted on her Instagram. I was like, "Do you have to associate yourself with everyone in your family or something along that lines?" And my I screenshotted. I went back and found my response to her. I said, "The idea of family is you being forced into loving someone just because you share the same blood," which is no valid reason in my opinion to love someone people use family as an excuse to do you wrong and act like you have to forgive them and get over it 
And to me, like, I feel like I've had experiences where people use that excuse, like at the end of the day, we're family. And I just feel like that's not a reason for you to get the opportunity mm -hmm. to disrespect me or feel like make me feel less than or make yourself feel more superior than me. Like my biggest thing is respect. Like if you don't have a level of respect for me, then I don't feel the need to have to respect you. I don't care mm -hmm. who you are. I kind of want to transition the conversation because like um, into like natural hair in the workplace and like how y'all mm. feel about mm. that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like you have a lot to say, Lonnie. Take, um, take it away. Take Not a time. lot, but you know, I kind of feel some kind of way when um, natural hair in the workplace is looked down upon, um, especially, well, I used to work in the government as an intern. And even though it was kind of like a chill like environment, I was still kind of self-conscious about wearing my natural hair out because of the fact that, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like when white people see black people with natural hair, like their natural bush out, their natural they curls, they, don't, they either don't know what to say or they're so overly like, oh my gosh, your hair looks so great. How you do you get it like that? Say. Oh my gosh, like <laughs> your curls are just so juicy and it's just like... <laughs> Not juicy. I mean, you know, it's a, like, it's a natural thing. Like we just have naturally curly hair. Like it doesn't matter whether you're light skin, dark skin, brown skin. Have like, you ever had someone try and touch it? Yeah. And I get offended. Literally, the definition of family has changed. Because back in the day, you know, you were supposed to stick with your family. That was supposed right. to be, you were supposed to die by them. You know, everything. You were supposed to stay with who you had kids with and all that kind of stuff. But and it was completely, yeah, it was but very I, toxic. There is a part of me that kind of wishes um, family still had some type of the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, foundation foundation because my dad will always be like um dang you know like my cousin this my cousin this like we all lived together in the same house and we had sunday dinners every sunday mm. and i knew this person i knew this person and then when i go to certain places kind of like you said it's like oh well i haven't seen you since you were a baby blah 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 i'm like well then where you been at <laughs> yeah i wish that i wish that would yeah have stayed the same have your family your current family dynamics and the way you grew up how have how has that impacted how you're going to raise your family or how you envision your family in the future like what are your priorities and goals um I would say I mean I haven't really thought about that like before you brought it up um because like my mind honestly my mind isn't really on raising a family right now but if I were to have a family um, I think my main priority and goal is to make sure that my children know that they can be as open as they want to be with me. Um, because like I said before, I've always felt like I had to walk on eggshells with my mom and like kind of filter what I had to say. So like, you know, if I am blessed enough to have children in the future, I want them to make sure that, hey, I'm here, I'm open. Like you don't, you can be as straightforward and honest with me as you want because that's what I want you to do. And that's what I want them to take with them later on in their life and in other I think that 2019 was the sequel to my 2018. Um, and I say that because 2018 was the first year for me that I really experienced a lot of life-changing events and the aftermath is still kind of playing out throughout 2019. 
So it's not that it was a terrible year because I'm definitely like thankful and blessed that I was able to learn a lot from certain things that I've been through within these last two years. But I'm just hoping that 2020 is the aftermath of everything being done. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the transitioning mm. year, the changing year where it's a whole new thing instead of what happened in 2018 bleeding into 2019, bleeding into 2020. Like I'm ready to just stop it, start it, restart it, you know, whip it, flip it. What's just the first thing that comes to your mind? If you could change anything about yourself, what's something what that as an adult you have realized is expensive? So what's one thing that y'all are most proud of that y'all did in 2019? Hey guys, welcome back. This is season two, episode one. This is Lonnie, Naya, Bree, and Nelly. Let's get into it. 